episode nine. We made it. We made it home in one piece on a late night flight. You were there a lot longer than me. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is, I was, I lost count to how many Olympias I've been to, but. What year was your first? And 95, Dorian Yates. Did you just go as a, just a yeah, spectator? spectator? Yeah, yeah. It was my first. Uh, no, it was in Atlanta, and he won his. Really fourth? It would have been. So he won 92, 93, 94, 95. Yeah, four. Fourth. Yeah. So that was, so that was, did that motivate you? Were you did you turn pro just after that? Yes, the year after. So I was invited as a guest, and it was in Atlanta, um, which they used to rotate. I don't know if people following us remember, but they used to rotate the Olympia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to go like Chicago, Atlanta, um, New York. I mean, it went to Helsinki in 92. So it used to switch every year to different places. And I was fortunate enough to go to that show, and I never really understood how Dorian Yates really won by looking at pictures in the books because it never really showed the real picture. Because I always looked at like someone like Paul Delette, who was a lot bigger. Yeah. And I said, man, he should, I think he should win, you know? And then when I actually went and watched the competition, I got to see how crazy Dorian looked in person. It was wild. Just like any other show, when you see pictures and people think, oh, this guy, this guy, but when you're in person, it yeah, and you know what I different. didn't understand, though, in you know, this is something that we'll talk about in this year's Olympia and, and how I understand it now. Uh, so Sean Ray got second, and he was a lot smaller, and Nasser got third. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand. I want to say Kevin was fourth or something then. But I didn't understand how Sean Ray, being as little as he was, was in the middle of those two monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, but I saw, like with Nasser, his back wasn't as conditioned as his front side. Mm-hmm. And what was really cool is, so 95 was like my breakthrough year. That was the year I won the Tournament of Champions in California, and Nasser was the guest poser. It was three weeks before the Olympia. It was like August, I remember the date, August 19th, 1995. And I watched Nasser guest pose, and I couldn't believe how big he was, number one, and number two, how big he was that far out from the show. And like, it seemed like he was holding a lot of water. I remember the next day I went to Gold's to do a photo shoot in Venice. And I remember Narsa was there on the bike. And he had gone out to Cheesecake Factory with us the night prior after my victory. And I remember people talking about he ate, like, three pieces of cheesecake. And it was three weeks from the show. And I remember he did, like, two or three hours in one session on the bike at Gold's Gym Venice that next day. <laughs> And I remember someone telling me, yeah, he's on the bike for like three hours, which amazed me because, as you know, we're not supposed to be on more than an hour at a time. And so it kind of shocked me that, you know, number one, he'd go eat cheesecake three weeks out from the show. Number two. uh, Three hours of cardio. Three hours of cardio. And then, of course, he goes to the Olympia and he gets third. And So so if he wouldn't have ate that cheesecake and didn't have to, do you think that could have made, could that have made a difference? It could have. I mean, it could have made a difference, you know, but what's, what's, you still got third. It was his breakthrough show. Like he hadn't placed that well yet, but he was massive. And I look at him now and I look at today's lineup and I still look back and think, and I'm not going to sit there and criticize today's era, but like, I can't believe how big he was back then. How much did he weigh in his peak? He was 285 on stage. And he wasn't that, he wasn't. And he was like 330 in the off season. So like he was 5'11". So he was 285 on stage, and he was pretty damn hard. So yeah. just goes to show, like, you know, but that was my first. Um, I competed in my first one in 99. It was at Mandalay Bay, mm-hmm. and uh, I finished 15th there. So that was kind of my the first experience. Uh, and I think that 95 was the, was the only one I went to before I competed in one. So I only got to attend and visibly watch one without competing in it. Well, you get to watch them now. Yeah, of course, but that's back yeah. then. You know, that was the first yeah. time I, I had gone from you know basically. And, com- and if you look at what the Olympias were then to now, then it was just three three divisions. Yeah, it was like a hundred grand yep. first place. It's four hundred today. Uh, you know, there was Men, no women in fitness. Yeah, that was it. What was there like an expo attached to that? That was before I ever went to an Olympia. There was not. It was in just 95. a show. 
And then in 99, they started like a small little X. It was, I would probably say it was like last year's Olympia in Orlando where they just had a few booths. Yeah. And that's what they had, you know, and the press conference, you had to wear a suit. They had us all lined up at, at yeah. one table. Um, you know, the media would ask questions and, you know, they'd pick certain people and some people would never speak. You know, it's not like today. I don't know how they ran the format for the, for the press conference, but like, you know, each person got to speak like later as you went on. But I think, you know, a lot of people didn't get to speak back then. Yeah, this this year, the, the press conference was different than, than any other year. So what they did was they had Bob Chicarillo was out there and they would call out people from each division mm-hmm. and they would walk out and they'd ask them questions and have them, you know, interact with one another and then they'd have them go back. So everybody got their moment to walk out there. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it was kind of like, you know, they stood out there and there was mics set up, which I thought was kind of cool, you know. It was was different because sometimes there could be a a champion or someone that got second place from another division that isn't as popular, and they get at the very end, you know, a a couple seconds worth of shine to where anybody who was invited to the press conference got their name announced, their picture on the, the screens, got to walk out, and got something asked to them in front of their peers. and they got So was everyone inclusive that was competing or no? No, it's just oh, okay. they invited any former champion. I think someone who was a top five contender, you know, like they had Hunter and Nick. Nick were the first two pro bodybuilders, okay. open men that came the out. The young guns. And yeah. they had them go back and forth a little bit, and Nick took his shirt off. And so it was, it was a different, I liked the format. It was different because we got to see certain people come out in track suits. Certain people would come out in... Some of the girls were done up. Some some guys were in suits. Mm-hmm. So you got to see their own little personality as well. So that was uh, that was different. I like that format a lot better. You like the more casual, optional. Yeah. No. I just I I sometimes the press conferences before are really boring. You know, everyone just kind of sits there and they just have to sit there and you know the cameras are on them and waiting for their turn. We'll just let put the cameras on them when they're ready to talk and just walk them out. I'm not a fan of it. I thought it was you know always like a waste of time. Yeah. Oh, just in general, the press. I, conference. I never liked a press conference. You know. I always thought a press conference should be after it. You know, talk about what happened, what didn't happen. Yeah, well, they, they do the victory seminar, which only includes the winners. Which you know, it's kind of like, you know, they're asking questions about, hey, how do you feel about beating? Like it's like Bumstead beating. Uh, Rian. Not Breon or um, Diesel. Diesel, yeah. Uh, like, they're not there to really defend, like, how yeah. they feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, like, I wasn't winning every year, but I was still super popular being second place to Coleman. You know, I'm sure people would have loved to hear my take on it, right? Yeah. Um, but I f- unfortunately didn't make it until uh, I didn't visibly watch the prejudging. I got to see the night show. And... Uh, you know, my flights got kind of messed up there. Yeah, I was going to say, we, you know, you're, I forgot what day it was, Wednesday. I think you texted me and you said, dude, my flights. No, it's Thursday. Or Thursday, you're like, my flights, you know, my flight, they, they changed my seats and they, they bumped me out of it. And I was like, what? Yeah. Because I remember looking in the app and seeing you, you had seat, you had first class seats. And then you were like, they put us yeah, in the back together, of the plane. Together and, and they separated us and we were taking the dogs with us. So we had, you know, traveling with the, with the two Yorkies, it's a little difficult um, separating, you know, so yeah. we wanted to sit near each other. And for some reason they just, you know, I booked my, my reservation through chase travel, which we love by the way. Of course. I mean, we like to Extra use points. Chase. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that kind of screwed the whole thing up. So I wasn't able to, uh, you know, get there on time, but at the same time I still made it, you know, for, I remember you were, yeah. you're mess. I forgot where I was walking through and you're like, my flights are screwed up and I'm I'm walking somewhere in the building from place to place, and I'm on my phone trying to find you. New yeah, flights. and you sent me flights, and you sent me like October twenty second. <laughs> yeah, first I'm like, I was like, I'm like, you're like, there's no flights, and I'm like, what the hell is he talking yeah. about? They're everywhere. And you're like, that's the wrong date. I'm like, what did you think when oh, I wrote you back that message? No, I was like, there's flights. There's all kinds of flights. What are you talking about? And you're like, that's the wrong date, and I scrolled up, and I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. shit, that's two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. So, but we were able, you were able to get there though. I flew. I flew out Monday night. I took the red eye and got in Tuesday morning. I, you know, I had you know Regan Grimes competing, and anytime I have someone that I manage in the show, I kind of feel like I need to be there for everything. So we got in, got in early Tuesday morning and got acclimated, and then Wednesday, you know, you go right into the uh, athlete uh, meetings. 
the open men are only on Wednesday. Then Thursday, they have all the other divisions. Well, remember, they had the amateurs going on, right? The amateurs are going on Tuesday so, and Wednesday. So the Olympia brand has changed. You know, they opened up now the amateur Olympia, which, you know, that's expanded all, given the people from all over the world the chance to compete. Although I feel yeah. that we, it probably suffered a little bit this year because of COVID restrictions, right? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, I remember the days when it was just like you said, men's, women's fitness. That was it. And now the brand has gotten so much bigger. It's like there's nine pro divisions, and then the amateur Olympia can have 600 to 1,000 competitors. So we got to shout out uh, Jake Wood, of course, Dan Solomon, Tamer, uh, you know, Martine, all those guys. Yep, that, Angelica yeah. Nevio, Sophia, Heather. They did such a great job in, in putting together. And, I mean, last year was the pressure year because they changed it three weeks prior to from Vegas yeah. over. But, you know, 2022 is going to be uh, – it's going to be stellar in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, it's going to be in December. Yeah, the, you know, when I left, when we were flying out, I just thought to myself, like, this last year and a half has been so trying all over the world. Everyone's stuff's canceled. People are losing their jobs. There, Some people are getting sick and everyone's scared. And the fact that the Olympia went on – and it made us, like this weekend, I felt like it was any other year. You know, there's no restrictions there. Everything's under one roof. And people just lived. And it was, so it's always going to have like a special, a special place there. Because for that one week, week for the last year and a half, it's just been chaos, you know, all over the world. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's great to see everyone back. I felt it was really crowded. Like you attend the expo more than me and we had to rush me in, but... You know, when you got there for the athlete check-in, because you actually attended that, I mean, how was the how was the emotions around the passing of George Peterson? That was, you know, when, when the athlete, we found out when Wednesday morning, a couple hours after it happened, and then the athletes check-in. So Dan Solomon and uh, Tamer and Tarek and Jake Wood and Tyler Mannion, everyone were there. And he just took a, a little bit of a, a moment to just talk about it just to let people remind people that, you know, life is fragile. And you could, you could, you could look around the room and see people were visibly disturbed by it because he's not an elderly person. You know, he was 37 years old. I mean, that could happen. We're, we're over 37, you know, so that could happen to us. So I think a lot of the, the bodybuilders were, I think anytime someone passes, they get a little, you know, I don't want to say nervous, but you just look in the mirror like this could happen. You know, this could happen to anyone. You know, uh, Matt, we talked about on the podcast in a prior episode and we said, you know, you were like, I remember one episode you're like, dude, I, I was afraid you were going to die. Yeah. Like, seven. because I pushed the dehydration so far and, yeah. and, uh, you know, and, you know, you asked me, were you scared? You know, and, and Dave's sitting over here in the background and he's shaking his head because he knows I mean, I could barely get out of bed a lot yeah. for these last, you know, few hours before, and it's amazing you can go up there and perform, right? And uh, you're scared, man. Like, you push yourself. But, you know, before we kind of zone in on what we think happened or whatever, I mean, we'll find out if it was a pre-existing or mm -hmm. like we had heard, it, it wasn't necessarily because of dehydration because he wasn't at that point. Yeah. At, and he was he saw three he was training. And, yeah. You know, they said he was doing, you know, he was fine when he left and, you know, went to sleep that night. So, you know, it's it's just, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard when someone yeah. passes and it's hard when he's such a respectable guy yeah. and a great guy and, you know, there's no death that's, that's, that's valid, right? Yeah. Um, but he was just loved by so many people. So, you know, once again, our condolences yeah. to you. you like I said, you could, you could see the, when Dan was talking about it, uh, you know, I was sitting off to the side and you could just see everyone kind of put their head down and. I'm sure some of the guys were really yeah. bothered because they knew him a lot. You know, I wasn't super close to him. I'd see him all the time, but I wasn't someone who spoke to him on a regular basis. But I'm assuming some of the guys in there that were in that, yeah, and the two check-ins were. You know, the, uh, you know, he was a classic into you know two twelve yeah, division. So, you know, I think Bumstead recognized him in his speech. You know, which was really was great. But, uh, you know, you attended the uh, the athlete meetup. Mm -hmm. Did you, who had the longest lines, you think? Bumstead, for sure. Bumstead, Rami, Regan, um, Andre Dewey. They, they, they were the one, Nick Walker. You know, the, the, the guys that, that are really active on social media, you know, had the long lines. But it's different because we could go back to 
you know, when, when you were doing the I want to ask a question. I'm going to ask a question. Okay, go ahead. So did they, did they rival my line at the, no, but um, you remember the contest was a lot bigger. It was a lot. It was, it's a you lot. hear that Dave? Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say because back then, like there was only so many people in that press conference in the meet the Olympians. Olympians yeah. Now there's, you know, 10,000 people in there, but it just, it's so different when you would see the, the lines back when you were doing it, it was just in one room. There were 12 guys, 10 Olympia com- women, uh, open bodybuilders mm-hmm. in 10 fitness. And that was it. It was just in one room. Now they have, it's a hundred, it's a hundred yards long. Cause there's, I don't know, three, 400 people competing in it. So there was this one huge room and they just had two, like, I don't want to say just tables lined up on each side and the athletes sat back to back behind it. And then fans could come up that it had to have been 50 yards long. And you look around and you realize if you go through the doors in the next room, there's another line just as big in another room. So it's just, you would never expect it to be as big as it is now compared to back when, when you were at your peak, it was like, there's only 20 people in here. Dude, I set up a whole shop. You remember? I of had, course. You know, I, I rented a U-Haul truck. Do you, hey, did you drive the U-Haul, Dave? Or who yeah, dr- did. Carrie did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she drove a U-Haul. We rented a U-Haul truck to haul all the clothes. Dude, I remember you texting me, and you were like, does so-and-so, are they selling merchandise? I'm like, no, and you're like, fucking stupid or something. Yeah, so we yeah, making yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Nick Walker had a couple things out. Mm-hmm. A couple people had a couple little posters and stuff, but, like, I just think of, like, when, when Dexter was there, when you were there, as Ronnie was there, or, you know, there'd be a 10-foot area, and you'd have every piece of merchandise there. I like know, capitalized. and it, it wasn't about the, like, I went, oh, I want to make this much money. It was about putting people in my clothes or the hats. Yeah. So when they went to the show, I had that, yeah. you know, that support, you know, because that's people are there to represent their people, of right? So they love wearing the, the Team Cutler shirts and, you know, whether it's Swole Monkey or, you know, Cutler Athletics. It was even cool. Even a couple of years ago when it was at the Orleans, the people that would have a lot of merchandise, they'd put them at the end caps. I mean, I remember there was times where it even people even had pop-ups. Yeah. It's just like this behind me. But it's it's an opportunity to meet your fans because not, every, not everybody can go to the expo. If you're competing, if your mm-hmm. supplement company isn't there or one of your sponsors isn't there, or you can't just go sit there if you're competing. You just don't have the time. So this is your opportunity to, to get your products out there. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, you don't even know, there was a lot more uh, YouTubers in there filming stuff. It wasn't just before it would be like muscular development and flex and, you know, two or three. Now they're there's interviewing like, people for there's their like, channels. There's 30 people in there, big YouTubers, online, you know, whoever. There was just a lot of people around filming, a lot more than normal, mm-hmm. which is good because it shows there's more interest in the sport. But next year we need to have you in there, and you can have you you go around interviewing people. Yeah, I mean, Dave did last year. He just didn't come, but, but since it's in Vegas, it'll be easier. All right, so I got to watch a little bit of – I was flying in as the prejudging because the guys went on so late. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch the men's open on Friday night. I did miss, you know, some of the, the fitness and mm-hmm. – uh, I did see the end of two twelve, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that. But I, uh, I did get a little bit of uh, the open, you know, as far as the comparison. So, what did you think comparisons? Because you were texting me on your whole flight yeah, the whole way there. I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I wasn't certain. Rami won on Friday night. You know, Brandon definitely gave him a solid run, and uh, you know, I had um, I talk about that when I talk about kind of the breakdown, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then I got to see it live Saturday night, which was great. You know, we yeah. had, I had second row seats. Of course, you had first row. No, you had no. They, they, they. So we gave you your tickets, and for whatever reason, they put yours off to the side. And then halfway through it, when I just went back and I just had Angie go up front, and you guys just sat right there. But the, for whatever reason, yours was first row, but that first part wasn't on the charts that we didn't know about. It was AA. It wasn't even on the list. So all the people behind that in your area was technically supposed to be first row. Yeah. But it was good. I got to see, you know, front row and center pretty much. I think we're a little, I think we're in the same spot last year, actually. Last year we were actually further, we were one whole section over. Okay. So where you were, it was, there was the middle right there and then that that first spot right there. So you were maybe 15 foot off the dead center. 
15 or 20 people. Yeah, I got to see the, you know, everyone come out and it was really cool. But, uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the show. We can start. Let's start with Bikini because Bikini was kind of a little bit more close to us here because we had people that we see on a regular basis in the gym in the show. So in Bikini, Jennifer Dory got her first title and she's close to us because it's Mark Anthony's girlfriend and we see her at the gym. Yeah, and we kind of we we were suggestive that she probably had the best shot to win. Janet retired from last year, mm-hmm. uh, so there's no title defense. So a new champion was going to be uh, yeah. will be crowned, and uh, you know she won the Arnold a couple weeks prior, yep, two weeks before, and uh, you know she looked solid. I mean, it was pretty clear cut in my opinion when I saw her come out on Saturday. Yeah. I didn't get to watch the comparisons and prejudging, but. Uh, that was a one-day show like they did Saturday morning and then Saturday evening finals. Yeah, she got first. Uh, Laura Lee, who we saw it here for a long time, got second. Ashley Kaltwasser still at it. She's three-time Miss Olympia. We see her on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Maureen got uh, fourth, and Issa Pacini, got, who's a, two, a one-time Miss Olympia, got fifth. Yeah, I think she was sixth last year, right? She was sixth last year and the year before she won. Yeah, so, you know, and talk about Ashley. Like, she's been at it for a long time. Laura Lee, she got second her first one yep, many years again. ago. So she she's back to position. I did ask, I asked Jen and her what they said to each other. I was curious because they made, you know, they held hands and walked across yeah. the stage. And I remember my and Ronnie's conversations when it came down mm-hmm. to the top two. And that was really cool because it's two Canadians and, you know, they, they both, both trained here. here in Vegas. Yeah, they both yeah. train at Dragon's Lair. And they're both uh, signing the same supplement company. Yeah. So it was kind of cool, and they're both the younger younger you? one. Um, that they just said, um, you know, you look really great, and you deserve, you know, whatever. You know, yeah. this is this is like splitting hairs. Yeah, because you know they bat- both battled. You know, if you remember, I mean, Jen got third in Tampa. I think Laura was fourth. So these they really worked on improving their physiques to they what the did. judges' standard was. And I think that was huge. I mean, Maureen, we talked about, we knew she would be in the top five. Yeah. Uh, I was, it, you know, I was there when she turned pro in San Marino mm-hmm. and at an amateur Olympia. And then she competed in the open. I think she got second and she should have won. Like right after she turned pro, she yeah. should have won that pro show. I, mean, I don't know why they didn't give it And she her. trains at Venice, you know, yep. Dave shoots her for the channel. And yeah, and she's so, so nice. You know, I remember I saw her at Gold's, like a few weeks what was it, probably six or seven weeks out. And I said, so what's your expectations? And she's like, I don't know. And I said, of course, you know, tell me you're good. You know, you're going there to win. And I think she was pretty ecstatic. I did see her, yeah. her uh, boyfriend, um, Francisco. And I said, how is she? What is her reaction? He said, oh, she was so happy. You know, sure. I, you know, Ashley, I thought this was one of the best looks she's had in a long time. You know, at the Arnold, she was a little flat. Mm-hmm. She got, I think fourth or fifth in, it was as good as I, th- I, I mean, I'm sure she was happy getting third. I mean, I mean I'm sure she wanted to yeah, win. Yeah, I felt when she was in her prime, she'd really dusted the competition yeah. because no one was really built in the hamstrings and glutes like she was. And then it seemed like they knocked her down a little bit. Just, I don't know, she was just looked different. Mm-hmm. And now she's like come into her own, even since we saw her compete at the show in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. You know, she's she dramatically won, improved. But she's, she really, you know, for a girl that, that continues, she competed. She set history and competed on the same weekend, you know, two in two in shows, weekend. she finished second at that other one. But, you know, it's, uh, we talk about the, you know, the, the competition and Hey, why not pick up as many titles as you can? She, she could legitimately keep going. She can, I mean, pro wins now 29. She's tied okay. for Dexter. She could legitimately still win her fourth title. Mm-hmm. It was that close, you know, and, and she's, she's consistent. She stays on her diet year round. And I, I wouldn't. I would expect to see her right in that top five next year and the year after. Like she's not slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, I actually enjoyed watching the bikini. Um, yeah, division. You know, I I don't get to sit through a lot, so it was pretty cool. And then, uh, so we have the Open Miss Olympia is back. This is a second year in a row. Um, Andrea Shaw won, who I think is a, as good as it can get for a female bodybuilder. She's she's marketable. She's got very nice. She's got yeah. great lines, great structure. She was conditioned. She's got all the tools. Yeah, and Helly got second. You know, she was yes. in her best shape. Like, yep. she was crazy, shredded. And, you know, I think it comes down to a structure thing. I mean, that's where the difference is. And, you know, she was a wings of strength champion before, I think, yeah. a couple of times. And, 
you know, I know she really thought the Olympia when they brought it back, the women's bodybuilding, it was going to be hers, and she's knocking at the door. She's holding position. She's right there. That she might have been. Th- I think she was third last year. Yeah. But, and uh, and then Margie Martin got yeah, third. Yeah. She's, but it was. But no, I was Helly. Helly was shredded, mm-hmm. and you know, it's one of those things where you bring your best, and you know, Andrea is just a beast. Yeah, I mean, she won. She's she, great. She won. Uh, Arizona won the Corvette the last two years. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, look, is if she keeps coming in the way she is, I I see her winning many years in a row. I don't know how old she is, but yeah, super nice. I, I got to visit with her. Uh, so then we had Ohio. we had wellness for the first time ever, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to say her name. Francili Matos won. I know she's. I know she lives in Brazil, and I think she's got a ton of titles. And she just kind of comes in, does her show. Yeah, she's the standard now. Yes. I mean, it was kind of. The question mark, what was going to be the standard at that level, right? Yeah. And uh, I know An- Angela was. She won Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then she got she got second here. Or no, I think third. Second or third. And then um, uh, Isabella Nunez. And then Yurishna got fourth. Yeah. And that was, you know, but a lot of people thought Yurishna was going to be the one that. Set the standard. Set the standard. But, you know, with that division, you just don't know who's going to come out of whatever angle mm-hmm. and you know i wasn't i didn't get to see you know because they had pre-judging and their finals at the uh at the uh convention or at the expo yeah. so i didn't get to see it and i was running back and forth when the when the, the finals came out but we got to see her on the main stage saturday night and you know she's yeah it's pretty cool they brought it out they announced that it's going to be on the main stage next yeah. year so that's one of the m- most exploding divisions i heard when they opened that show at the expo it was packed like people were just dying to see when they, what, when how they, the standard was. When they be. brought them out, I actually so you know trifecta being the title sponsor and Liz Connolly was there. She had to hand the award out, so I had to get her through there, and it was a nightmare getting her through the crowd because the the stage was on one side and then you have booths mm-hmm. just like a normal expo and just taking her down. I'm talking 30, 40 yards before you even get to where the outside of the ring of the people are. It was uh, it was hard getting her through. And in, in, in every angle you look, there's thousands of people holding their cameras up because this is the first time wellness has been there. So it's good that they're going to have it on the main stage next year. Uh, Fitness Olympia, we had a, a battle. Whitney Jones got reclaimed her title. I think it's her second or third. Third, I think. And uh, Missy Truscott got second. And Oksana Grishina got third. And Ariel Kadar got fourth. You got to see – no, you didn't get to see any of it because their finals were on No, I didn't. Um, you know, I've, I've witnessed it before. I, I thought Missy was a was kind of – you know, she was the champ, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought that she was going to take it. And obviously, Oksana is, like, one of the greatest ever. And, yeah. You know, I know Ariel, too, also. Um, when, but, I, when I watched the the routines – now, obviously, the, the you know, certain portions judged from the physique – and Missy and Whitney's physiques are superior to Oksana. Okay. Oksana's routine is like, it's like watching Circus Olay. Like, it's like you, it's like a play and you understand the emotions and you see everything. Um, Whitney's, her performance was just, it was just straight pure energy for however, 90 seconds or two minutes straight. It was just one thing after another. And I just remembered watching this like, you know, this is the most intense, you know, performance i've seen in 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 recent years but i don't know i don't know i didn't look at the scorecards to see it but i think she uh i thought missy probably thought she'd reclaim you know get her second in a row Mm -hmm. and uh whitney came in and upset her yeah which you know it's it's a pretty cool story no didn't she like tear her well she she didn't compete at the arnold because she got covid and they wouldn't let her compete and I could have swore the year before, the year before that, didn't she have knee surgery? Yeah, she or? had some sort of a knee injury. I yeah, think. so I mean, it's it's cool that you got three champions that you are said just her routine was pretty unbelievable. Yeah, though. it was it was it was just intense and and it's it's worth going and watching it again. It's worth definitely worth it out, watching yeah. again. Uh, for figure, Sydney Gillen got her fifth. Um, there wasn't as much hype into the figure this year because normally there's you got the Latoria Wattses and the you know uh, Candice Lewis's and they, they weren't there, so it's. You still got Sydney and there's other, you know, other figure girls coming up. So she uh, pretty handily won her fifth um, women's physique. Um, I don't know. How, to, how do you say her last name? Vegas. I, I don't know. I always, I never say her last mm-hmm. name right. And then Natalia Cohalo got second. 
Um, you didn't see any of those either on, on uh, I didn't see them, but I ran Friday. into Natalia, and I did run, run into, uh, is it Cher, is Cher? How do you say her name? I, I can never say it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stupid. I did run into her. They, she looked unbelievable, of course. And she was straight. She's the one that beat. Uh, yeah, she beat our, our Vegas girl. Yeah. Shanique. Shanique Grant. Um, yeah. Men's physique. Brandon Hendrickson won his mm-hmm. third. And to me, that was on Friday night. You saw some of the finals on that, right? Mm-hmm. He just seemed like he just was a light years ahead of everyone else. You know, he just. I think so too. I, I think it, I don't know how close it actually was, but. He just, he just is just got as, as flawless of a, of a physique as you can have. Um, I didn't, I didn't get to see the prejudging, but just watching on the finals, it just, it seemed like he was going to pretty handily win, win his uh, third title role. And then a uh, wheelchair, Harold Kelly won his third. And I didn't get to see I didn't get to see that one either. I wasn't I wasn't at the uh, um, I wasn't at the prejudging. Yeah, he's the king of wheelchair for sure. So you want to we want to go into classic next? Yeah. So you got to see classic, the finals. Chris Bumstead won his third. Uh, Terrence Ruffin second. Breon Kelly or Breon Ansley got third. Uh, Uris got fourth, and Roman Roman Roca got. Yeah, listen, Roman Rome, Rome, Roman was the uh, most, he was unbelievable. That was the guy that got fifth. Yeah, he, unbelievable. He, yeah. He's dangerous. He can challenge Chris in the near future. Yeah. I expect him to be in that top three, you know, coming down the coming down the pipeline. Um, what did you think between Breon, Terrence, and Chris? Hey, listen, it's a coin toss between Breon and, and Ruffin. I mean, I think Chris, you know, if that's the standard with the shoulder width and the height, just it's it's too it's totally different from the other two guys. So mm-hmm. I think there was more of a, a battle between Ruffin and Breon, and it's the same exact placings as last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Bumstead, I don't know what he looked like compared to last year. It's hard to tell. I think he looked the same. I I thought he looked a little more full last year, but he's just look. Just my opinion. He's just did a, he win it easy or? I just think a good big guy is going to beat a good yeah. smaller guy and Chris is good. See he's, that. he's got the goods and it's going to take somebody tall like uh, in fifth place, Raymond, mm-hmm. he could challenge Chris because he's got the height and you need someone with the height and the round muscle bellies. And I mean, until you get someone that's similar structure to Chris. Yeah. I would have liked to seen those two compared side by side a little more. Yeah. I didn't get to see it um, in prejudging. So that definitely, that, that guy fifth place is one to watch, I think. Uh, 212. No, you didn't get to see. No surprise here. You were? I was No surprise here. Oh, no surprise. No, we yeah. talked about it going into it. So Derek Lunsford finally got it after, what, four years? Second, second. And then I think There's a lot of controversy, first. though. You know, Clarita didn't look bad. He looked no. great. I mean, he looked as all of last year pretty much. And See, and, and, and the, the way it happened this year, I could have looked at it the same way last year. Last year, Kamal was as good as he's ever been, and he lost being the reigning champion to Clarita. Yeah, he doesn't have the leg fullness, I don't think. His legs are a little more straight, and I think that's where he, he ends up. I mean, shredded, and you know, no one in the 212 seems to be out of shape. No. Um, but Derek just has the crazy shape. He has the round muscle bellies. He has the structure. He's got a little more height. He's just a bigger – the big guy wins if he's on. And he's, he's, he's almost 30, he's 30 pounds bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I saw that. We talked about it ahead of time when, when as soon as Hani signed him, I just thought Hani's going to yeah, make Yeah, a lot sure. of effort. He doesn't miss. Hani doesn't miss with his guys very often unless the guys just go off on their own. And but. I'm assuming this is one of the harder ones for him because he had to bring him down, mm-hmm. get him weight, and then balance that fullness with condition. And, you know, I'm sure that would be a good conversation to have with Hani on how he actually, how he actually did that because I'm sure it wasn't the typical wasn't easy, yeah. open – you know, open he told me that Hani told him I eat more. Uh, he eats more than myself and Phil. No, he actually said that. Yeah, he yeah. Just eats and eats and eats and eats yeah. and eats. Yeah. So then we got to the open, and you got to. I was there during prejudging, and you got to be there during finals. And what did you think? You know, Big Rami gets his second title. What did you think watching what you saw on, on Saturday night? Um, I saw a Rami that wasn't as good as the year prior. You know, that's my opinion. I, I didn't see him as dominant as he was the year prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go, another the same placings again. Yeah. This last year, minus Phil Heath, he's missing. 
but Rami, Brandon, Hottie, top three. Um, I'd rather talk about the whole group because yeah. there's just a lot of comparisons. Uh, Hottie, just smaller structure, best shape of all three, meaning best condition. Uh, really some, he was pretty stellar. Uh, Might have been a little bigger in the legs last year maybe, or he was very close to condition last year, but... Uh, he just, I feel, wasn't big enough to overtake these guys. Brandon was improved. He was fuller than the year yeah. prior. Maybe not as sharp in certain things, but I don't think he needed to be. And the only reason I feel that he probably lost in the end because I feel it was really close on Friday from my understanding is the leg size. Mm-hmm. And I, people talked about the cuts in the legs, which I feel Rami doesn't have the most cut legs either. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rami Rami has that structure that just that dominates um, you know, we talked about the lower lats. That was the question mark. I still think, you know, there needs to be some work there. It seems like in the back double, he loses, you know, lat spreads out of this world, but, you know, he loses those lower lats, you know, there's kind of uh, a missing uh, place there. And I think his glutes were harder than last year. But once again, I, I'm, I'm going to strive on, you know, it's not a glute contest. Um, I think Brandon just had a lot of overall package, uh, but it was very close. It wasn't a knockout victory for Rami. Uh you know, I don't think he won with straight first. Maybe he did. I don't know. And that maybe that's why I don't judge I don't think contests. He, I, when I looked at it, I think he had seven points. You know, the big question mark was the f- fourth and fifth place between Hunter and Nick Walker. I mean, that r- literally could have gone either way. And I think in the end, they p- chose the uh, shape of Hunter over Nick's condition and muscularity, uh, which, you know, listen, contests can be won and lost like that. But, you know, Nick definitely made a huge impression, you know, to be fifth in his first uh, quite an amazing feat, better than I ever did. And, uh, you know, that those two are going to be the battle coming up. You know, Hunter definitely improved. You know, he was definitely better than eighth place last year. Uh, still could have been drier. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he had a lot of water coming off. Yes. Of judging his tan was getting messed up a yeah. little bit. But he, he's dangerous. You know, yeah. I'll go on record if he really put it together and he was, uh, came in at his ability. He could win this contest next yes, year. Yes, he can. I, I feel that, yes, and I'm going to say on record, he literally... Drier and a little yes, bit harder. I think he could come in and, and win it because I know he's going to improve. He trains his ass off. He's focused. Uh, you know, he could win this contest. And as I feel, I mean, it could be a battle between him and Walker in time. You know, I think Walker's going to take the whole year and prepare, and I don't know yeah. what Hunter's planning to do. What qualifies? Top five? Top five. They're both qualified next yeah, year. Yeah, so we'll, the question is, is are they going to compete? You know, I think... Nick told think, me he's taking the whole year off. Yeah, so, you know, I think he's got the, the diet down. So, I mean, he's like I said, he's always going to beat guys on the condition factor um, where Hunter still needs to figure out the dial down. And, and listen, I had the same issues, right? So I think that, uh, you know, he's very, very dangerous for that title um, in, in the time to come. What about William Bonac? And yeah, listen, I, I felt like I kind of lost William a little bit because I was just paying attention to the other guys, and I don't, I think you know he looked better than last year, or, but you know it just comes down to the size thing again. You know he he's comparable with all these guys. He's just a little shorter, and you know we talked about him being a front runner, and I just thought he would have got a better look, and you know there was something missing that didn't give him that opportunity, or the guys were just better. I don't really know what it is. Um, you know, you can't pack any more muscle on that guy. So I think for him, you know, it's just uh, you're going to keep coming back and, you know, come back, don't really change anything and just see where it falls, you know. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he can get a whole lot better, you know. Maybe he could be a little more crisper, but, you know, don't sacrifice the fullness because your 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 height advantage is it's going to hurt you in the end with the guys that are slightly taller, especially someone like Rami who outweighs him by a lot of weight. Yeah. Uh, Ian. Ian, you know, he looked impressive. I mean, same placing as last year. Uh, he was, someone asked me the other day, you know, who was the most conditioned, and I said, you know, Hottie was the most conditioned, but Ian was, he was in really good condition. Yeah, himself. he was good. I mean, just, you know, the structure's just not as um, genetically blessed as like a Hunter or, mm-hmm. you know, someone like a Brandon Curry, but he definitely is on his way up, you know, and very consistent. You know, I love his, his tenacity of like competing in all the shows and yeah. being like, Everyone's saying, oh, you shouldn't compete so much. And he's like, screw, I'm going to go collect my my money and, you know, gain the respect. And I, he definitely gained a lot of people's respect this year. So, you know, he, he's going to be in that top six mix, I believe, next year. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, Justin Rodriguez. Crazy. He was we talked about him the sleeper. Yep. When when you were you were texting me and prejudging, and I said, dude, Justin looks really good, man. Great shape. Just needs yeah. a little more, you know, fullness. I think his condition was solid. Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely got a great look here. I mean, and very respectable placing. I mean, he nudged out Akeem, who was kind of your guy you talked about over and over, yeah. uh, who just didn't bring what he had last year. So he was slightly off, but still a contender. Just got to figure some things out. Maybe his body's tired. I, th- I thought Akeem would have been a, a you know moved up. Look, yeah, he was two, six. Yeah. The one guy ahead of him is not there anymore in Phil, so you yeah. would assume he'd move up into that top five. But he, uh, yeah, he fell back. I mean, not, yeah. ninth is probably not what he was looking for. And then uh, the Shaban getting tenth—that's amazing. Like we talked about this, and we saw him in California. Yeah, his balance was kind of an issue, and I think he's improved on that. His legs were just overpowering, and he's just really brought the upper body. It came in great shape, and he seemed extremely happy with the top ten place. Of course, because I'm sure, because he qualified on points, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming people didn't assume he was going to be in that top ten, or he was going to be one of the guys towards the back of the pack. And for him to come and get a top, you know, I don't know if this is his first Olympia. I think it's his sure. first. Yeah, for him to get top, 10, I think. That's great. I think, bro. I think. Uh, you know, we we witnessed an Olympia that had a lot of hype building up. Yeah. And, you know, it seemed like it dragged on for a long time through the year, right? Uh, and we talked about who's going who's it going to be. And I think we kind of recognized that, you know, 212, who would be dominant. We knew, you know, classic. And, we listen, we called kind of the top, the top four or five at the Olympia, just kind of like deciding who was actually going to win it, right? Um or be second, you know, and it seems like Brandon held his position. I think think he's still in the driver's seat for that that place. I mean, I'd be curious to see who's going to go to the Arnold in March and who's going to sit out and, and just, you know, take it easy. But I know there was some criticism towards the guys that everyone didn't look as sharp maybe on Friday night. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things with the two-day show. I hate the two-day show, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I wish they would just do it all in one sweep. Uh, and I just think there's a lot of things that around the Olympia time that, you know, leading up being at expos and, you know, having uh, the meet and greets, the press conference. There's just a lot of stuff that they require these athletes to do too close, close to competition time. And I don't feel that that's the best thing. And I don't have the answer. I mean, it's not my show to run, but I always hated having those commitments because, as you know, I was the last one to leave on the Meet the Olympians uh you know, I got the most questions usually being the champ at the press, at the, uh, meet the, uh, at the, uh, press conference. And then, you know, it just, it dragged. I mean, it's just hard when you, when you're doing meet and greets the night before the show until midnight, you know, it starts at six o'clock. It's just really hard to sit there and, and stand on your feet and give the fans really what they want. So, um, I think, you know, a day after might be the best thing for some of these athletes to do these meet and greets, you know, Yeah, Sunday during the day. Yeah. Sunday. They should have that kind of thing on a Sunday, like not just the victory seminar, but like do the meet and greets after, you know, because most people don't leave out till Sunday. After yeah. Monday. Or just, you know, just extend it one more, you know, I, I think that wouldn't, that wouldn't hurt it, you know? Yeah. No, I, th- I think it'd be good. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to what this whole next year brings mm-hmm. and it being back out here in Vegas. And then now, going in this next year now the, the conversation of who's those front runners might be a little different now because now we see that hunter we talked about hunter potentially being mm-hmm. one of those top guys well now he is one of those top guys and nick is one of those top guys right out the gate you know they both beat william bonak who got second at the olympia a couple of years ago yeah so now we're this next year we're going to have you know a, a couple guys added to that list that are legit you know threats to winning the title and we'll see if, if they both take the year off I mean, everyone in there outs, you know, everyone in that top five might wait till next year. We might not see any of them on stage till, till the Olympia. Yeah. So, but uh, we got we got some questions here, and one of the first ones is: if you had a hundred thousand dollars to invest, where would you put it? Hmm. Well, someone like me has options, you know. We'll just pretend but, you're busting. Okay, so if I had a hundred grand. Think of the Jay Cutler before he won the Olympia. He had a hundred thousand. You know, I'd say real estate, but you just today it's just hard to find anything that's you know it's real estate's always going to go up. But I would put it in some kind of a uh, like a fund that would guarantee me, you know, six percent or a few 
you know, I mean, four percent all day long, but usually you can get six or seven percent out of that with without really any risk, you know. And in today's day and age, like, you know, we don't know what the market's going to do versus the real estate market. So, and you can't really do as much with a hundred grand. Uh, but I would definitely look at, you know, even you know, trying to find something to invest in. That, uh, well, no, so let's rephrase this. What if you had a hundred grand right now and you wanted to put it somewhere? Would you put it right? I now? would put it into med- medical liens. You're not going to go buy another car. Well, no, you see, so you make oh, money yeah, on yeah, cars. Yeah, you could go. I lose money. You make money. No, you could buy a G wagon. You know, and it's going to be you probably, flip it. <laughs> it might be worth you know four hundred thousand in a year. Okay, how do you think Seabum would have done if he competed in the Open this year? Or no, I'm sorry, uh, 2022 next year. No, nah, he wouldn't. He would get smoked. Yeah, yeah. Just not. He. Yeah. He, I know. I know. We had these discussions before on how. Yeah, but he, I wasn't talking about. You know, he he's not at that level. Yeah. You know, he's preparing as a classic guy, but he's just you know he's number one too tall for the open class without with his size that he is now, and uh, number two, I mean, who if he doesn't have a certain weight, you know, to make. You know how would his condition be? You know when he, you know, preparing for a contest, trying to be bigger. You know the mistake may be made that you come in too big. You know, trying to be too big and you're not in condition. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite book to read that you recommend for branding or marketing? Mm, I wish I had one, but I don't. I don't have one either. So when you want to get uh, marketing and play, where what do you look towards? I look on the internet. You know, I just yeah. read the internet and just watch YouTube or I think we watch a lot of YouTube, but I don't you know, I never got much out of books on like, Oh, this is what you should do. I'm not about reading for the mind necessarily. So if you asked me like inspirational books, I mean, I mentioned um, Lance Armstrong's book that I read, you know, when I was competitive, but my mindset has shifted now Mm -hmm. to the point where I think, you know, there's nothing like hands-on experience. So like, I'm in that headspace where I know I have a brand, right? So it's easier for me to, Anything I do brand related, and that's the funny thing you asked me about a hundred thousand today, I would go buy more t-shirts or come out with some sort of a product or whatever else that represents Jay Cutler, where I didn't, you know, if I was just a normal person, you know, it's it's a little more you have to be a little more selective. But like I said, I have more opportunity than the average person, uh, so you know it, it, that's a good question. Do you prefer the Olympia in Las Vegas or Orlando, and why? Las Vegas, for sure, because I live here. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. Deal I, with the flights and all that. I, I like it better. It's kind of a two-sided question, I guess, or answer. I like the setup in Orlando better because it's all under one roof. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get around. You know, the, the gala is here, the, the expo is here, the show's here, the meetings are here. Where Vegas, you know, in the past, it's you got to rent a car. you got to go drive across mm-hmm. town for different things. But... Vegas as a whole is a selling point. You know, it's got the crazy restaurants here and the pool parties and the and the nightclubs and the shopping and, you know, the things that we all, the things that we enjoy. Um, Anything in Vegas here. is great. Have you ever stayed someplace like a hotel or cabin where you didn't have access to gyms? And if so, what type of workouts would you do? My family and I stay in cabins in the middle of nowhere often. I get very bored and unmotivated thinking about doing push-ups. you got to do band training. I mean, I used to pack bands. Even when I would guest pose, you know, I'd I'd bring my bands with me. Uh, But most of the time, I just focus on doing cardiovascular training when I'm gone. So whether it's walking outside, hiking, whatever else, that's what I would be suggestive. And it depends how long. If you're locked up for months at a time, it's a whole different story. I mean, but taking three days off and just focusing on doing some sort of physical exercise, I mean, usually there for a reason, right? Uh, to enjoy yourself, and sometimes that peace of mind is is worth it more than trying to worry about what how to work out every day. When's the last time you took a trip to a cabin in the middle of nowhere? Uh, it was nineteen two thousand. I stayed in Big Bear in a cabin, and we got snowed in, and it was wasn't that exciting. <laughs> we need, we, we watch movies and did the same thing we do. We at need home. To, we need to take a trip up to Montana and go take you and. Go yeah. one in Dana Rob's The weather spots. has to be right. That's all. Now's the best time to go because yeah. it's it's not. I don't think it's snowing. Just as long yet. as I'm prepared, but we weren't prepared. So, you know, if you're going into the snow, I love the snow. You know, if I'm prepared and I have warm clothing, but we didn't have anything. In fact, we got halfway up uh, Big Bear, and there was a snowstorm, and we had to turn around and get chains. And I didn't have chains, so I had to buy chains for my Land uh, Cruiser. 
And, you know, when we got up there, we were totally snowed in. We were in sneakers, and I didn't have gloves. I mean, you don't prepare. You go from sunny Orange <laughs> County to Big yeah. Bear thinking it's going to be a great getaway, and then all of a sudden you're buried in snow. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like it. But then again, I yeah, prepare. Yeah, if you prepare. Yeah, if you yeah, prepare. Well, that's the, that's the Olympia weekend. And shout out to Sarah. That's her first name. I don't know why I was having a mind uh, cramp women's physique. She won her second in a row. But overall, it was a it was a good experience, and it's kind of like when the Olympia is over, you kind of feel like the it's like the NBA Finals is done, and you're like, well, the Olympia is over. But now, the shows start back up next weekend in in Reno, so we're going right back in Reno, and then yeah. So a lot of guys now will get qualified for next year. So yeah. I know we have some hopefuls that will qualify, and they'll be sitting uh, out, you know, the rest of the year yeah. to prepare. And that's kind of what I did in 2001, and that told the whole story. I qualified from the year prior. And I was able to come back and play second from eighth place the year prior. So there's nothing I, I'm not against that as long as you put your time and effort in the off season and that's really what you need to take advantage of. And what I mean by that, like I was training twice a day, you know, I was eating six to seven meals a day. You know, the difference between uh prior to two thousand one prep is I allowed myself to have cheat meals every day in the off-season one. So I would eat my five meals, and then I would have, like, burgers and fries at night in the off-season and allowed my body to really uh, get full enough. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a lot of reserves. So when I started dieting down for 2001, it just – my body reacted well mm-hmm. once I cut out the uh, the cheat foods. And, uh, you know, that was what really helped me a lot because my metabolism was so fast. So sometimes it's just finding the simplest answers, you know, in the off season, you know, the clean food isn't the always the way to go. If you're staying relatively lean and you're training twice a day and burning a lot of calories, you know, sometimes you need the extra calories. And when I say cheap food, it's not like I was eating ice cream and candy and that kind of stuff. I might have a burger and fries. Candy corn. Yeah. Candy corn. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's just a learning experience. And I think, you know, I'm excited to see some of these guys come up and there'll be some new faces that pop in there too. Cause you know, we have a whole competitive season next year for 2022. Um, We'll be featuring, uh, you know, some of these Olympians probably on the podcast here in the future. I know people are asking uh, when we're going to have our guests and they're they're coming. Yeah. We're in the next, next couple of weeks. We have a couple that are going to come on. Yeah. We won't say who they are until it's over, but we got, we got a couple, we got a couple of guests starting to, come in and yeah like i said we got the the show in reno next week and the week after is actually big rami has a open pro show in cairo egypt and i might fly over for that well i might got nothing else to do yeah so uh guys make sure you guys comment below what your thoughts are on whatever division it is you follow i know we touched on uh, many of these uh but let us know what you guys think about uh these results um, who you think maybe might be the front runners coming up or who do you think will hold on to that title for a long period of time? Uh, I think you kind of can tell by, you know, our conversation that we have belief in certain individuals, but that doesn't mean your insight uh, will not be recognized. We want you guys to comment. And uh, of course, thank you for, for liking and subscribing to uh, the Cutler cast. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys so much. So uh, we'll see you next for episode 10. 10 next week and uh maybe we'll have a guest maybe yeah so episode 10 i can't believe 10 episodes have already (laughs) taken place and uh you know we're well on our way it just seemed like the other day when we were hey let's start it up and let's let's set it up in the house with the so you (laughs) you people are making us successful so we both appreciate you guys so much and uh stay tuned for episode 10 uh coming next wednesday yes sir